Welcome to a special bonus edition of History in 7. I went for a walk before lunch today and listened to a couple of my own History in 7 pod episodes just to see how they sounded. I kind of liked them. And then I listened to Active History's episode 162, which was titled Thinking Historically. Sean Graham talked with Lindsay Gibson about a three-part series that he had just written over on the Canadian Historical Association's blog called What is Historical Thinking? I'm going to read this series. And I'm also going to follow the multi-year research project that Gibson is involved in called Thinking Historically for Canada's Future. This sounds like just the type of thing I'm interested in. Maybe I'll learn some things from our cousins up north that I can use down here, eh? The beginning of the episode was devoted to uh, Sean and Lindsay's reactions to our president's recent announcement of a patriotic history executive order in reaction to what his supporters apparently believe is the anti-patriotic content of the New York Times' 1619 project. Now, I haven't been looking as closely at that whole controversy as I suppose I ought to. After all, in prior years, I used to hashtag my blog posts History Truth Squad, and I used to write response essays to biased publications like Glenn Beck's books about the American past. My only excuse right now is I've been a little bit busy. But seriously, this is a topic that I'm very interested in. So it was a good thing to listen to this podcast today. One of Sean's points seemed to be that we shouldn't be shaming people with history, but neither should we be using history as patriotic propaganda. The sense of the folks who object to the 1619 Project then is apparently that they think it's an attempt to shame America, or at least white America, with the legacy of slavery. That's interesting. Now, would it be wrong, or would it at least be very tacky, to keep harping incessantly on an embarrassing topic after the person who did it has acknowledged their mistake and has apologized? Yeah, I can probably agree that it would be. But is that what's happening in this case? Really? Does anyone really think that the people who benefited from slavery or who currently benefit from its legacy, have acknowledged or have apologized for anything? Although I criticize the hypocrisy of people in the past like Thomas Jefferson almost constantly, I have to admit, I don't feel that personally guilty that white people enslaved black people in America in the 1800s. My people were all in Italy, my ancestors, And they were mostly landless peasants, which is nowhere near as bad as slavery, but at least it shows they weren't the oppressors. What I do feel a little bit less comfortable with, though, is the white supremacy impulses that led to Jim Crow, that led to redlining, and that have led to reduced opportunity of all kinds for the descendants of slaves, and which in many ways continue to the present. Is it so difficult for middle-aged white dudes in America to admit that we have it much easier in almost every way than women and people whose skin happens to be darker? 
Maybe we hesitate to do that because we're afraid that if we admit it, then we're going to be called on to do something about it. And also, maybe it's a sense of just how fragile the power that perpetuates these advantages is now becoming, that people are so worked up over something like the 1619 Project. Again, I haven't dug into it, admittedly, as much as maybe I should have, but what I've seen so far suggests that the New York Times doesn't seem to be saying anything that academic historians haven't been talking about amongst ourselves for years, if not for generations. So maybe this is a story about the public use of history. Again, that's something I'm particularly interested in. So you can probably expect to be hearing more about this in future pods. A couple of other things to note from this podcast. Uh, Gibson referred to L.D. Burnett, whom he said he follows on Twitter. She's been writing about this topic recently, and so I probably need to catch up with that as well. And then either Gibson or Graham also obliquely uh, referenced Heather Cox Richardson's latest book. They didn't mention it by name, but they were asking each other whether it makes sense really to assume that we understand who won the Civil War, which is what her last book is about, so I guess I need to put that on my reading list as well. As I said, I will probably have quite a bit more to say about this in the future, but that's all I've got time for right now. So thanks for listening. I'm going to get back to work, and I'll see you again next time.